Hello and welcome to the Americano podcast, a series of discussions about American politics and the Trump presidency for the New Spectator USA website. I'm joined by Jacob Harbron, who is editor of The National Interest and a much-loved Spectator USA contributor. Uh, And we're going to be talking about the anonymous, scandalous piece in The New York Times, supposedly written by a senior official inside the Trump administration. Uh, Jacob, we've had a lot of reaction online, obviously, and a lot of reaction from the president himself about this article in which the anonymous, supposedly senior official says that there is a resistance within the Trump administration to try and prevent Trump doing as much damage as he possibly can to America. First of all, your uh, starter for 10, who do you think it is, this senior official? Well, a lot of officials are saying it wasn't them. Dan Coats, the director of national intelligence and his deputy, just announced that they unequivocally did not write the article. There are so many possible culprits, if that's the right word to use. But what it reminds me, I mean, it could be John Bolton, it could be James Mattis. There are a variety of figures. I was even speculating that it might be Kellyanne Conway, that perhaps George Conway, who's a vehement anti-Trumper, had finally gotten to her. Interesting. Though that that seems unlikely. It's a little reminiscent, actually, the last time Washington, D.C. went into this kind of a frenzy over an anonymous article was the X article that George Kennan published in Foreign Affairs in 1947. And that caused a stupendous outcry. And uh, eventually Walter Lippmann or Arthur Crock of the New York Times figured out that that it was George F. Kennan. Whoever wrote this article... Uh, simply by the anonymity has has in fact increased the attention that the article is receiving. Yes, there's been a, there's been quite a lot of uh, rather rather over earnest, I'd say, uh, agonised debate about uh, the, the 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 ethics of publishing anonymous pieces. What do you think? I don't have a problem with it. Um, David Frum, I think, wrote that it was c- close to a coup, and that was uh, also the uh, assessment of your own Daniel McCarthy, the lead piece in, in uh, Spectator USA. This Not morning. often those guys agree on something. Yes, well, it was nice to see. My <laughs> own take was that this is the function of the fact that Trump, that there is a Trump administration, but there are no Trumpists, that the president has never had loyal cadres in the, in the way that George W. Bush or Ronald Reagan did when they entered office. Well, I suppose and he did to an extent with Bannon and people like Sebastian Gorka. These are marginal. I mean, Gorka is a marginal figure. Mm. Uh, how, how many Gorkas are there? And Bannon was a hothead who, uh, who was himself somewhat embattled from the outset, outset in the administration. There was a turf war. Now, the fact is that... The, the great body of the Republican Party, the establishment, consists in one shape or another of never-Trumpers. And the Republican Civil War is continuing inside the Trump administration right now. And what we are witnessing is an attempt to topple Donald Trump from the presidency. 
I mean, it certainly reads to me like a, a, and I think everybody's saying this. I'm not saying anything particularly insightful. That it's a, it's a very much a never Trumpist tone to the piece. It's a, you know, it says it's free minds, free markets, uh, worried about not standing up enough to Russia. These are kind of classic Republican anti-Trump talking points, aren't they? Yes, as I said, Elliot A. Cohen, one of the the originators of the Never Trump movement, could have written this statement. And it was, it was actually quite clever of the author to invoke McCain at the end because that was calculated to torment Trump. And sure enough, he apparently, according to news reports, he is, he is just in having Vesuvian wrath over, over this, and particularly the McCain references. McCain, no doubt, would be chortling over this. Well, it, I mean, there certainly seems to be a kind of uh, uh, a one, two, three punch against Trump at the moment. You have the, the McCain funeral, which involved a lot of uh, eulogies from people obviously making pointed criticisms at Trump by their, in their praise of McCain. And then you also had the Bob Woodward book come out, which caused, has caused all this uh, aggravation about, again, very similar to the New York Times piece, uh, anonymous sources um, talking about how deranged and uh, crazy, really, Donald Trump is as a president. Um, and you can understand why Trump is feeling the pressure so much to, to an extent or, or why he may be even justifiably angry. Well, if you looked at his, if you, I don't know if you watched his performance yesterday in the White House with the, with the sheriffs. Yes. But there, Trump did again start to look somewhat unhinged as he, uh, he was ranting about the strength of the economy and uh, calling whoever wrote the, uh, the, the essay gutless. And then he tweeted treason last night. Well, it's not treasonous to write an article. No. Uh, you can call it backstabbing. You can call it gutless, though. I mean, presumably, if this person is so uh, is senior and is so worried, a more effective statement might have been to put his name behind it and to resign. I suppose it's sort of like like that. You're terrorist, though. One man's terrorist and another man's freedom fighter, right? Yeah. So if you if you are if you uh, view Trump with anything ranging from revulsion to abhorrence to skepticism then you would say that this person is doing the right thing by, by blowing the whistle. And actually, what we don't know is this, is this just the first blow in some kind of a campaign? Is this official having, this is having delivered what amounts to the Fort Sumter of the attack on Trump? Will, will there then more emerge publicly and testify before Congress to denounce Trump? That is certainly possible. Well, there's been, there's been a bit of theorizing that it's Kelly, uh, chief of staff, there's been a bit of theorising that it might be Mattis himself. There's even people saying it might be Sarah Sanders, the press secretary. Uh, and what's funny about those three is they are the three that were that Trump published statements from them uh, the day the Woodward book came out, uh, refuting the Woodward book and saying uh, how awful they found it. And it was right. very, it, now, was, it was very odd. What if this anonymous official is in fact a group effort? I mean, anything's possible here. We you think there's a sort of Google know. Doc going around the White House. What is interesting is that Trump has lost his footing. He is no longer on the offensive. He is being battered day by day by revelations. In fact, 
his own campaign, he's engaging on, on, a, on a witch hunt against leakers right now in the White House. Mm. They're leaking about that. Nothing remains secret in the Trump White House. He's running it like Trump Tower, but you can't run the presidency like this. My, I myself do not think that this is sustainable. One, or, one way or the other, the Trump presidency is cracking up. Um, is it being, I mean, what we've found amazing so far is how stable Trump's polling is, really. It doesn't seem to shift much. There's well, no- even that, though, the latest Washington Post poll did clock him in at 36% on the approval and had 60% uh, with a negative view of his presidency. So the numbers do seem to be declining now. And the House Republicans are worried that they're going to be facing a massacre this fall. And what's, what I think is that the more Trump compounds his own miseries, the worse it's going to get for the GOP as the November elections approach. It's not the case that things are going to get better. The Trump presidency seems to be spiraling out of control. Now he's tweeting about his great friendship with Kim Jong-un as, a, as if that were a reason for him to remain president. Yes, I felt like that was him trolling again, wasn't it? He was because there was a piece, there was a bit in the New York Times piece about how he instinctively likes dictators. So he's just sort of um, he's being kind of facetious. Maybe he doesn't have a lot of self irony. What what I do think he could try to do to extricate him from this himself from this mess would be to try and strike some kind of a foreign policy coup. I mean, that has been a traditional refuge of presidents in the past. And in fact, and in he, fact that, I mean, the last, well, not the last time he was in big trouble, but, but when, when the Kim announcement came, there was a lot of Mueller overflow happening. And, and uh, he does have this ability to pull rabbits out of hats. Right. So he needs to pull a rabbit and a hare out this time. Yeah. But if he was able to strike some kind of an accord with North Korea, then he could present himself as the great man of peace encounter the critics who are claiming that his foreign policy is leading the United States simply to catastrophe. Yeah. Uh, and when do you think we'll find out who this New York Times person is? After the midterms? No. We should know sooner than that, given what a sieve Washington is. It should be out within the next couple of days. Wow. But it's possible that I mean, no one knows. What does senior official mean? It's pretty ambiguous. Is it really a cabinet official or is it just some deputy secretary? Yes. Well, I know from other newspapers that uh, anonymize things, they often do it to make the person sound more important than they are. Now, whoever is anonymous, I hope they're ready to ink a book deal because now's the moment to strike. (laughs) They can make a fortune. Yeah. They'll be on every... I mean, this is in a way sort of like the Edward Snowden of the Trump administration. What, uh, explain this, what you mean by that. Well, someone who's, 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 just be, who, who's bound to become ex- extremely famous once they're known as, a, as, as someone who's spilling the beans. But that's why, Snowden, again, of I course, would say was, not a, was of not a major official, but in this case, it, it would probably be even more heightened in that sense. I mean, that's why I suppose there's an element of gutlessness about it in that, you know, why, why not come out? You know, it's not, there's not... There's no risk, really, career-wise. I, think, not be I think the article attracted more attention because it was anonymous. If the person then comes out, they will, they will actually have proven to have been a, a clever PR move to have published it anonymously. Yes. Well, imagine the disappointment, though, if it does get out, that it is actually a fairly minor official. And... It seems, though, unlikely that the Times would have given this anonymity to a minor official. 
the presumption is that it is, in fact, someone who's fairly significant. Well, Jacob, let's, uh, when it does come out, even if it's in a couple of days, let's, uh, let's do another one of these discussions about it. Splendid. Thank you, Reddy. Thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, and you can also subscribe to the magazine through our special podcast offer, which is on www.spectators.co.uk forward slash pod offer. And we'll even throw in a Spectator Moleskin notebook for people who take up that offer. Mm-hmm.